Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sci-Fi Unchained. Really quick, I wanted to invite you all to join our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you have, just to enjoy the odd funny meme or cool article posted here and there, and also to keep up to date on all of the really exciting and fun changes coming to the channel. So hop on over and join up and enjoy the episode. All right, you guys already know what it is. We are going to be talking about ghosts. Again, another one of my favorite topics, ghosts. I believe we may be underestimating ghosts uh, with what little we know of the afterlife combined with what we know of how our bodies are very much akin to complex machines and and how there can be quote-unquote ghosts in the machines, rogue programs, leftover bits of AI or software that malfunctions or changes uh, and seemingly operates independently, maybe uh, after it comes into contact with viral or harmful programs that serve to rewrite or change certain aspects of its base code or binary language. It is safe to assume that there may be some sort of variant that can occur with the human machine if the situations and necessary requirements are in place for what we imagine a ghost to be created. Now, if we go with the fantasized idea that ghosts can retain some form of consciousness, then I think we are vastly underrating their capability and capacity for living after death. If ghosts were no longer bound by the laws of the living, then why would they remain on Earth at all? Here we go, another one of my favorite subjects, space! I'm going to the one place that isn't corrupted by capitalism. Space! Oh, my Tim Curry's terrible. Anyway, uh, if I were a ghost and my ethereal body or consciousness was no longer bound by gravity or the needs of bodily functions, such as eating, sleeping, exercise, etc., then I would easily fly out into the heavens to explore the wondrous, terrible, chaotic, majestic thing that is infinity, the universe, unending. Maybe that's what the afterlife is, seeing as all matter, which uh, includes that which formed life, uh, I mean, we ultimately did come from stardust. And if you are a, uh, a good old Bible thumper, then a verse that may spring to mind is um, one of the ones about uh, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, you know, uh, us just having Palm Sunday and everything. Um, there's some truth in that. We did come from dust. We came from stardust. We, we came from those little bits of, of cosmic stuff floating around in space, whatever you want to call it. The, the, the microscopic quark matter that, that floats out from, from, the explosions of stars coming into being. 
So I imagine if I were a ghost, I'd be wandering the infinite of the universe on a micro or a macro scale. Whatever our bodily machine downloads our consciousness, uh, our, our programming onto when it decays and turns into dust in the ground. Now, that does sound pretty nice if you think about it in an abstract sort of way. You can see the progression of the remainder of existence from a place of infinite peace with no anguish or pain. It is almost heavenly if you were to ask the right people. I mean, what else could you call witnessing the the absolute endlessness of, of existence with no constraint, by the way. Uh, another question to ask is what might compose the ghost if it is made up of leftover corporeal data? Would it be their active consciousness that they developed while they were alive? Would it be a compilation of memories? Would things like the deterioration of old age or sicknesses of the mind deter and weaken the composition of the ghost? Or could it just be an accumulation of memories and emotions? Uh, when it comes down to it, I mean, isn't that what makes a quote-unquote soul a soul? The choices one makes and the living out of those choices as one of the universe's endless stories to be unfurled as the great gates of time open ever onward. Ultimately, that is what makes people who they are, the stories they become. When describing a person, you don't just fixate on what they look like, uh, their skeletal structure, their BMI, all the little minute details that maybe could fill up a 20-minute in-depth synopsis of what each individual is physically made up of. Rather, you would dive into the most telling stories that you knew about said person, sparing no inspiring moment or illicit detail, making the person in question seem as if they could materialize from thin air through the weave of complex narrative woven by the storyteller. I mean, people are naturally not wanting to be boring. That could also uh, lend some weight to it, couldn't it? I mean, when, when I tell people uh, about my friends, I, I don't tell them, boring stories. I, I tell them about all the good times or uh, maybe times we almost died together. <laughs> uh, I've, I've been chased by a couple of escaped mental patients. Um, I, I mean, you, you don't fall back on all of the, all of the small, meaningless details. And what they look like and, and how they walk aren't and, and their their speech pattern maybe all of those are very small details and compared to what happens when you're with that person I think.
So I, I think this is a pale, foggy mirror unto what ghosts are, uh, being the accumulation of their life's tales and torments. So whenever ghosts would come about in whatever form or fashion they do, perhaps they take that form of formless sort of wonder we can feel through, you know, the physically feel through the power of stories. I mean, stories, they're just words that we speak or write down on a piece of paper or type into a computer. But if said the right way at the right time with the right emphasis or movement or, or meaning behind them, they have real power. I, we've seen stories topple countries or, or build new ones. We've seen them crown kings. We've seen stories wipe out whole populations. Stories are very strong and, and, and powerful things. So stories take on an interesting duology of, of being completely made up but having the power to inspire greatness and fear, right? Now, I think the greater your stories are, the greater your ghost would become. If that ghost could manifest itself in whatever form and, and fly off into the wonders of space, I know I would. I mean, that's one of the last great mysteries. The, the final frontier, where no man has gone before in galaxies far, far away. So, if they existed, then it would make complete sense that only a sparse number of them would choose to remain here on Earth, while the rest of them sojourned off into the great unknown. And as far as afterlives go, that does sound like a fantastic way to spend one, discovering an endless amount of things that there are to be discovered. And it's not too far out there in terms of being uh, pseudo-scientifically or <laughs> sci-fi scientifically viable, you know. Uh, if someone's consciousness, you know, their their spirit, their essence, whatever you want to call it, could be downloaded and digitized, then why couldn't it take any other form of existence? Like I said earlier, I, I imagine... There have to be a lot of conditions that would have to be met out before such a convergence could occur. But the imagination is key here, and the stories even more so. And what better way to solidify one's immortal soul than to create stories that would endure and thrive for centuries after? Who springs to mind as a great example? I mean, to me, you get Shakespeare, Socrates, Moliere, Dostoevsky. They all live on in perpetuity through their works and are heralded as literal marvels, literary marvels. Uh, in this way, it could be argued that their ghosts, spirits, consciousness, whatever, have never truly left us by way of how powerful an impact they have even so long after they've gone.
all this leads me to to, to believe that we are vastly underutilizing and underestimating ghosts in the form we give them uh, in various stories, whether they be science fiction or not. I mean, we we chain them to single-minded purpose and, and give them limited meaning and alter existence when they could be a lot more. We could play with ghosts so much more. I, I think ghost stories will become far more complex as the march of literary progress continues in its many forms and fashions. And I can't wait to see all those... All those marvelous tales of ghosts taking flight throughout the wonders of the cosmos. Ghosts in space. I want to see ghosts in space. I think <laughs> I think that'd be so stinking cool. I mean, we had hell and space with Event Horizon. That, that, how famous is that movie? Everybody knows Event Horizon. It's really stinking creepy ass movie. <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah, I, th- I think the way ghosts have been played out, I mean, we've seen them in a lot of variations. I think it's just the tip of the iceberg of what us creatives can do with them. I, I, I think that in a sci-fi sense... Ghosts can play a much larger role than the ones they have thus far. But uh, yeah, that is my uh, that is my uh, rant on ghosts yet again. Oh man! So that is all I had for right now, guys. Thank you so much for tuning back in and stick around for more Sci-Fi Unchained. I have a lot more. Uh, to go over some more guests being lined up uh, to talk about various things. But for now, live long and prosper, my friends, and may the Force be with us all.